podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Dream Team Tonic Podcast, episode number 79. And for the first time in quite a few weeks, uh, the three amigos are back. We are back! We are back! We are getting Doug back! And we're the three best friends that anybody could have. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. And we'll never, ever, 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 ever leave each other. We're the best friends that anybody could have. We're the best friends that anybody could have. The Wolfpack. You've returned. I have. Did you like me, Tan? Love it, mate. Love it. So, I'm Tony. Ben's back. James, are you there? I'm here, Tony. All reunited. Uh, back to normality. Uh, it's been Afraid a, so. Been a hectic, crazy <laughs> few weeks. Um, just, uh, just, just opening. Um, thanks to the new patrons that signed up in the last week or so. Born for FPL, Ben Coles, Steve Baker, and Brad Hayden. Thanks very much for your, for your support. Thanks to everyone that's already supporting us. Uh, it's much appreciated. Um, hopefully, having a decent start. It's been a, a tough few weeks and we were expecting, well, I say expecting, we were hoping that this week could be a, a little bit better. Um, the, the points would have been a, bit, a little bit higher. Um, but there is still midweek to go. But let's have a look at the teams and straight over to your team, James. How have you done, mate? Not brilliantly this week, but I'm in terms of... Well, I've looked at a few other teams and I don't think mine's any worse than anyone else's really. Uh, 28 points. Um, Got a couple of clean sheets from Alexander-Arnold and Simicass. Um, So I I made some transfers. I got rid of Robertson and brought in Simicass. Um, I was thinking about getting rid of Robertson anyway. And then I saw that he wasn't in the team. Mm. And Simicass had prior to this weekend had started for uh, sorry had come on in four out of the five fixtures so i thought oh, he could be like a, the equivalent of sassignon in that respect yeah. um with hindsight i'm now thinking i, I might have made a ricket there because um <clears throat> i don't know if now that now that liverpool seem to have a lot more players coming back will will is is you know switch switching the left back going to be a priority for Klopp? Perhaps he won't come on, come on as often as I as as he has done. So I might have cocked up there to be honest with you. Um, that's the trouble. The Liverpool game is on first, and um, yeah, I've been thinking about transfers all week, but I hadn't actually sort of really sat down and and, and played with it properly. And then of course I so I, I banged four well three transfers out initially. So I did Robertson to Simicast, Odegaard to Sterling, and then Buemo to Carvalho. Um, and then later on in, in the day, I think uh, I saw the West Ham team sheet. Cresswell wasn't starting, so I did I put did Cresswell to Cucurella. So I've banked 
I've burned four transfers already, which is really unlike me. I feel yeah. like I'm, yeah, what's going on, James? I feel like I'm possessed <laughs> by by a um, <laughs> by a casual. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, it's bizarre. But like, I think Cucurella is a good option. I think Sterling's a good option. Um, but I am I am concerned. Well, Carvalho came off injured. He's got a, a apparently can be, can't bend his knee. Apparently, that doesn't sound great. Um, I think I'm hoping it's just it was just a heavy knock and it was loads yeah. of bruising, but we'll see. And of course, we've got other players coming back now, so you could argue Carvalho is less likely to come on now because we've got mm. other players coming back. And I hadn't really factored that into my thinking properly, so um, I'm holding my hands up and saying I think I've made a bit of a schoolboy error. Um, but we'll see, won't we? Um, hopefully they. They'll, they'll get some decent starts this month. And if, if it looks like it's trailing off, then next month I can look to rectify that. Because if they do start, I think they'll get some decent points. But uh, we'll see. So anyway, I've digressed slightly. Um, Spurs didn't get anything, didn't they? Did they? So I've got uh, Lloris got me zero. So did Sessegnon. Uh, Cucurella got me minus one. In midfield... My midfield got me zero, which was Sterling <laughs> zero, Carvalho zero, Kulusvski zero. Um, bit concerned about Kulusvski. He's not really done anything since the first get game, really. And now mm. Carlison came on, and uh, he looks amazing. And I watched. I didn't watch the game, but um, in the highlights, where Carlison looked really good. And I spoke to a couple of Spurs fans that I know, and they said, "Yeah, he, he was fantastic." Because so, yeah. sometimes the highlights can sort of give you a false impression, can't they? But I um, know he he did play as well as he looked. He had um, up front, Salah got zero, Kane got eight, and Harlan got eight. So twenty eight points in total. Uh, hoping for some big hauls midweek to uh, boost the scores up. Yeah, we see it quite a lot, don't we? With a small, a small um, score at the weekend, and then. But by the time it comes around to Thursday night, we're all happy again because yeah. uh, the boys have done the business in Europe. Yeah. But hoping for one of them. Over to your team, Ben. Yep. Another good week for me. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think everyone's in the same boat at the moment. Yeah. Uh, if you, 24 points. Um, Salah, Haaland and Kane up front, like James, same points. Kulisevsky. Zero, Odegaard zero, Carvalho, Elliot zero, um, Sessignon zero, Alexander on five, Cancelo three, and De Gea zero. Um, I had uh, four transfers, I think, left on Thursday night. God, that was the worst night <laughs> ever, honestly. Trying to do yeah. 10 teams with loads of transfers. I must have had about. 30 transfers left. You've saved too many, haven't you? Yeah. That's uh, that's what happens when you go on holiday and you enjoy yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I brought De Gea in for Meslier. I brought Odegaard in for Saka to enable, um, to enable the transfers so I could bring in... One second, I'll just bring it up. Um... Got it here. One second. 
Alright, there we are. Yeah, so um, I had Lingard in midfield and then Bumo, who scored. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> typically. Long, long term, it's I think it's the right thing to do to get rid of them. Um, Elliot for Car- and Carvalho came in for them too. Um, Saka went for Odegaard to enable me to upgrade my keeper as well. So I've got De Gea in goal. I think uh, he was unlucky to get a rate or not get a rating as well. Uh, Sessignon. He was flying. He was on eight, eight rating. We obviously with his uh, not eight rating, full rating with a with a clean sheet. And then uh, as soon as he lost the clean sheet, he just missed out on the rating. I think he got six point nine seven, and he had about six shots in the game, two two on target. He was involved with the goal, even though you don't get the assist in Dream Team for a deflected deflection, but um, he got the assist in FPL. But that's different roles, isn't it? But yeah, I'm just looking forward to the European games now. See what happens. Yep. It's 24 points. Like I said, just a quiet weekend, isn't it? Quiet weekend all around. I'm just, um, I'm just glad I've got rid of all my non-European playing players now. Yeah, that's it. It's tidied up. It's obviously mm. a big, big fixture count difference difference this uh this month. So. Yeah, I think that, that's probably essential, isn't it? And I've still got five transfers for the rest of the month, so can see how this this week goes, and then I'll reassess. How much have you got in bank there? Do you know? Oh, that's that another one. good question. <laughs> Zero point two. <laughs> Zero point two, mate. Yeah. Big, big uh, players there at back: Cancelo and Trent. Yeah, I got the price rises on De Gea, Carvalho. Um, Odegaard as well, so I can move them yeah. on if I want to at some point. I'm, I yeah, thought De Gea will get closer to Lloris with the price rise as well. Yeah. So I might bring Lloris in later. See how we go. If he plays in Europe, I don't think he will play in Europe because Dubravka's just signed for United and he'll probably play in the Cups. Yeah, they had two keepers on bench today, didn't they? they Did they? Heaton, they had Heaton and uh, Dubravka on bench. <laughs> it's a strange one. Mm. But, yeah. <clears throat> I don't think Heaton will be happy about Dubravka coming in because if he does no. take the European games now, then you'll be thinking, what am I doing here? But yeah, um, over to my side. Um, so, two changes uh, straight off uh, Zinchenko and Ramsdale both out. And uh, that enabled me to upgrade to Sterling and to Hugo Lloris. Um, I fancy Spurs games in Europe um, and Sterling's been doing alright uh, with main man at Chelsea so Lloris got me zero points a little bit frustrating along with Sessignon uh, 82nd minute Mitrovic curled that one into the top corner um, mm-hmm. a little bit frustrating but that's how it goes Dalo got me three points okay, I brought in uh, Thursday night my last few transfers in this side um, so decent three points for me had a good game yeah. um, there was a lot of talk about Simicus and the Robertson thing and I, 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 it, it was pecking my head a little bit because I, I was trying to like weigh out the pros and cons of it and then I, I did just I just decided to stick because I thought he's probably if he's, he's just giving him a rest I don't know if in the lead up to a load of games um, Simicus has done well when he's come on though 
Robertson's mm. looked out of sorts, so it was like a chance that Simic has to probably stake his claim, but I thought if Liverpool concede, I've not lost anything. Hopefully Robertson mm. don't come on and I can switch him out, but if uh, if they keep a clean sheet, surely Robertson comes on at some point, so I'll just steal the five points. And that's the way it played out, so mm. I'm glad, glad I saved that transfer. Uh, in midfield, Kulazewski, zero. Um, Odegaard, zero. Sterling, zero. De Bruyne, 10 points. Um, had a good game. Haaland, eight points. Kane, eight points. And Jesus, who were unreal again today. He were, he were brilliant. Um, only two points. Obviously, seven rating and picked up a yellow card. When you scrap like he does up front, he's, he's going to pick up any yellow cards here and there. Uh, 36. Ars- Sorry, the Arsenal player to get a rating as well. Yeah. Yeah, um, there were a few minus points in that back line where they have to concede in three as well. Yeah. Um, Saka obviously got the goal, but he lost his rating with that yellow card. So, yeah, 36 points for a week so far. But it's a team full of European, hopeful European playing players. Mm. So I should have 11 more fixtures to come this week. Um, yeah, that's where I'm playing it. Two four seven. It's on. It's. I think. The, I think the podcast team is my second worst team. My first worst team. That is probably. I'm. I'm I've, I've literally give up with it. Was uh, one that started with very heavy Liverpool at the start. Um, that's my worst team. <laughs> yeah, it just hasn't done anything. Crazy. Uh, but obviously, they started with like a few dodgy results, and then you've had Nunes getting his red card. It's just not been able to recover. So. I think I'm down to nine sides now. Um, pretty bunched up. Pretty bunched up. You giving up on that last side already? Well, I'm, I'm not giving up on it, but I'm just, yeah. I'm not, um, I'm going to have to, I'm having to go a little bit gung ho in it. Yeah. Um, to try and turn its fortunes around. But yeah, it's one of them. It's one of them where it can catch up like the 60, 70 points it's already behind my, my ninth best team. Yeah, that's just the way it is. Right, from the teams to the questions. Um, got the questions from Twitter and from our Discord. So there's a few questions about Salah. Obviously, his quiet start to the season continues. Um, so a lot of owners getting restless. Uh, there's a lot of people that have already jumped off him. I don't think we've seen his ownership so low for quite a while. Quite a good, good few years in Dream Team, so... Um, I'll read out a few questions and we'll touch on we'll touch on this. Um, so David eighty seven. I know everyone when asks asked reverts to saying Salah is essential, but now we're a month in. Is he actually essential this season? He and Liverpool are not firing. Budgets are still tight, and when you drill it down into the stats, he's had seventeen shots in the Premier League compared to Darwin's fifteen, who has just served a three match suspension. Nearly three million difference there, which could go a long way to improving the rest of the team. As well as that, we've had C. Tobbs, who's time to ditch Salah. How long do we give him? Salah to Kane for now and then bring back if he hits form again. And then we'll uh, we'll throw Connor's first question in with, can we justify having Kane over Salah? Salah's at 40% ownership and dropping. A front three of Jesus, Kane, Haaland could be a cracker. And when Jesus' fixtures get bad, straight swap to Nunes. Wide eyes. So, James, you've had a bit of a delve into this for us. I have um, 
So I went onto the Fantasy Football Hub website and I looked at uh, Salah's stats for last year and, and this year so far. Um, and Salah is down in every single category apart from chances created. Um, quite considerably down. Um, uh, it's, it's, so, well, just to, to, to reel off a couple of, um, of the figures... Um, his expected goals um, per start. So his expected goals for, uh, this year so far are three naught point three three eight. Um, last season they were naught point seven three. Um, yeah. Expected assists. Um, they're 0.29 um, last year. They were 0.40. So, you know, if you if you delve, I mean, they've got some nice charts on the fantasy football hub where where you can see where you can overlay the um, the two performances. And uh, last year's is 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 way higher in all in in all the categories. You know, big chances created, shots in the box, shots on target. Um all the key figures so there's yeah. definitely been a, a regression there yeah it definitely looks like it what about in comparison to Kane then so if you compare Salah to Kane um, Kane is better on all of the key metrics apart from chances created and touches touches in the box and through balls but all the key ones that, that generally translate to points are expected assists, expected goals, big chances, shots in the box, shots on target, number of shots. Um, Kane is is higher in all of those areas than Salah at the moment. Um, obviously, that can change quite quickly. Um, we're still fairly, uh, you know, we're only a few games into the season, really. Um, Liverpool are struggling as a team. Um, Salah's not performing brilliantly, but he, there's been a number of games where he could have scored. Um, last week he could have scored a brace. He could have should have should have got a goal this weekend. Yeah, yeah he's, he's not he's not quite firing at the moment. But um, I think when we get some of the, we need to get our midfield sorted out. Um, get Thiago back in there. Ho- hopefully, the new player Arthur will uh, will help out as well in that respect. Although. From having looked at him, he looks like he's more of a holding midfielder. So I'm not expecting too much from him from an attacking sense. But um, but um, I I can't profess to be an expert on him at this stage. So we'll, we'll that's a wait and see. He was um, yeah I reckon he'll start soon um, it, once his international clearance comes through. Do you think it's a case of they're trying to get the ball into the box more for Nunes? Uh... Um, so, so rather than you, you, you see, you see over the season Salah when he when he is out wide and he does start a lot of his starting positions are out wide, but you, you see him cut in so many times and, and wrap him into bottom, like bottom far far bottom corner and, and have shots himself. Do you think now now knowing you've got this Nunes who's who's quite powerful in her, do you think there's more balls being whipped into box by Salah who's been a little bit more unselfish? 
I've no doubt about that. Yeah, I mean, the one stat he is up on is chances created, um, and it looks like we're going to be funneling a lot more through through Nunes. I mean, we I think we needed to change our style of play. It's unfortunate that Nunes got suspended for three games because yeah. I, th- I think we've been we've become a bit predictable. Everyone knows how Liverpool play, so bringing Nunes in was a way to sort of change that. Um, and then they get suspended. So that's not really helped our season at all. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it just means it's going to take him a bit longer to get up to speed. But uh, hopefully, um, well, at least we'll have some more strings to our bow, if, if you know what I mean. You know, we, he is he's a tall player. He can hold the ball up. He, he you know, um, you, you, can, you can fire in those crosses to him and hopefully we'll get on, get on the end of them. So, yeah. Um, we couldn't really do that before with the with the players that we had sort of more of a playing more false almost like a false nine role really yeah. than, a, than an out and out and out number nine so it just gives us a different pattern of play a different way of playing so I'm hoping that will help us uh, we'll, we'll turn our season around basically Did you make the move in any of your sides this weekend Salah to Kane? No I didn't Did um, you then? Never. No. I didn't uh, did you? No, I just I, I didn't. But I just I seen a few whispers on Discord of it. And <clears> I, I didn't know whether any of us had, had done that. But yeah, if you've got Salah, I don't think you take him out. It's very risky. Yeah. Um, but as it goes on, and I want to watch, I want to watch this pattern of play a little bit more, especially now Nunes is in the side, mm. and and um, so over the next couple of games, I watch Liverpool, and I just want to see because. You could, I wouldn't say you're a greedy seller, but I think the way Liverpool played, like you say, with a false nine, so you'd have that, that, that striker, the middleman dropping deep, linking the play, and then you had Mane from one end, cutting in, and Salah from the other. And that's how they used to play. And basically, they used to play as the two forwards and used to have the, the uh, say, Firmino or Yota linking the play or whatever. Whereas now, it seems like, because you've got a proper number nine, he's that man in the box. I, I just... Maybe he's just going to become an assist machine, Salah. Um, yeah, it's one to watch. One to I watch. think I think it's way too soon to start thinking about shipping Salah. Yeah, I, he's. I've, I've been looking at the stats from the last few seasons. So in 2018-19 season, he finished third overall, with an average of five point six points, two hundred ninety-one points. The nineteen twenty season. He finished with 251 points, six points per game, third overall. Um, the 2021 season, 5.6 points per game, 265 points, third overall. And last season, number one, top of the shop, 334 points, 6.5 points per game. So he's never been out of the top three in those four seasons. So if yeah. you have him for all, all that season and you don't move him, he's guaranteed 250 points, I think. But yeah, it's what you can do with the value. That's what people are talking about, aren't they? I mean, I mean, <clears throat> hindsight is wonderful, but obviously mm. the perfect plan at this moment in time would be to have started with Jesus, Haaland, Kane, mm. and then now it would be to jump from one of those to an informed Salah, mm. and they're, they're the people that be sat at the top. But obviously, yeah. when when when's that going to turn? Um, it's going to be interesting. 
I still think he's doing all right, though. He's ticking he's over. Four point seven points uh, average per game, and he's got twenty eight points. Mm. That's just because Haaland Harland's had such a ridiculous start. Everyone's like thinking, "Oh, he's not playing well." But yes, yeah, it's, it's still only, uh, over well. You want about average five points a game. Yeah. What's Kane on thirty seven? So he's he's only nine ahead of Salah. Mm. Puts it yeah. into a little bit of perspective. It's one goal, um, isn't it? Yeah, one goal. I mean. At United, all you had to do with bundle one out line, were you? You got to start yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll uh, touch on that a little bit later. Um, yeah, so go, go just on to the questions then. Um, so, Salah essential? Oh. Are we, are we uh, saying he's still essential? I'm keeping him. I've got him in all 10 teams. I'm, uh, I'm keeping a very close eye on him. But he's essential at the moment. It's good, though, that you said he's still getting the chances as well, James, because you watch every yeah. Liverpool game. So if he, if he just turns them into, and he gets penalties as well, like what's another boat, uh, boat who's a string to his string bow? String to his bow. <laughs> <laughs> I've got him in six sides. You haven't got him in your pod team, have you? No, I haven't from, from the start. Mm. I started with Trent and Robbo. Yeah. Um, yeah, my front three in my podcast team is now Jesus, Kane, and Haaland. Mm. Um, I think, I can't remember. Yeah, it'd be tough to get him into that side because, again, I would take one of them out to put him in, but especially when he's not firing. But he's still there in six of the other sides. He's in my second and third best side. So he can't be doing too badly. Um, yeah, I won't be taking him out of them. Um, right. Yeah, hopefully that covers that for you. I'll put all the um, all the stats and graphs and heat maps from Fancy Football Hub uh, showing Sal and Kane comparison. I'll put that up on the YouTube video um, so everyone can see that. And while you're there, if you just touch in the des- description, uh, there'll be a, a link to our Fancy Football Hub. To the fancy football hub, uh, you sign up through there. Uh, we get a little bit, a little bit of summit in return. Um, so it helps keep supporting us. But yeah, some fabulous stuff on the fancy football hub website. Uh, get yourself over there. Lots of nice tools to help your game, including our dream team articles. <laughs> including our dream team articles. Yeah, where um... right, Connor. So we just touched on his first question. Um... What, what do you think about just sorry he's put there when, when Jesus fixtures turn? What do you think about Jesus to uh, Nunes? I reckon James is that a move you might be making? Um, not well. The trouble is, of course, we've got Jot- Jotas coming back. Um, Firmino's been playing pr- pretty decently. Um, I don't think he's gonna. I don't know if he's if he's that nailed to start every game at the moment. Um, I yeah. think he will. I think he will become the the de facto choice up front. But uh, I don't know whether I would do that move now. I think I'd need to see a little bit more from him. He got subbed um, yesterday for uh, for Jota, so you know that just tells you that we've we've got options. Yeah. Um, 
Who do you think starts midweek against Napoli in centre forward? God, that's a tricky one. Um, if Jota me, was no. fully fit, I would say Jota because he only got ten minutes, but he's not. He's only just come back from injury, so mm. I think um, I think probably Nunes will start that. Really? Um, well, he needs he needs game time, doesn't he? He's been out. Mm-hmm. He couldn't play for three games. He's been brought in as our marquee striker. Um, yeah. He needs game time, so uh, I would have thought he'll start. I mean, I suppose Firmino could do, but uh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Firmino's done so well in the last two games, I'm surprised to see him on the bench the weekend. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, he's also had injury problems himself, hasn't he? Mm. Um, so, including earlier in the se- this season, he's, he's he is he does pick up injuries. Uh, generally, he's out. You know, if he does, then he's out for three or four or five games. So, yeah, I think Klopp, she's just trying to keep everyone fit at the moment because we've got enough mm. problems in our midfield. Yeah, definitely. Second question from Connor: Do you all still think a European playing keeper is essential? Non-European playing keepers proving their worth again this week in the form of Nick Pope, clean sheet and star man way. <laughs> um. What do you reckon, Ben? You like a cheap um, keeper? Yeah, I, I always like to start with cheap keeper. So, no, uh, not essential yet. He's probably the last pl- player I'd bring in to my eleven uh, to get a European player. Um, I like to have my money on the field because you get more points from strikers, midfielders, defenders than you do usually from a goalkeeper. Unless your name's Nick Pope, who gets star man every week. Yeah. <laughs> Cheat code at the moment, isn't he? Something three star mans already in six games. Crazy. He's like a Dharma Traore, isn't he? Was it Jose Sar last year? He was doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you reckon James? Well, it's all dream team is all about fixture volume, isn't it? So in an ideal world you would have a Euro keeper. So if you can do it, I would do it. Um but like Ben said, it is probably the last position that, uh, if you've, you know, it's not, it's not the most important position to get that done. So if you, you can leave it for a bit longer if you want to wait for uh, an opportunity for one of those heavy hitting goalkeepers, maybe to just drop that little bit, and your hopefully your current goalkeeper will will go up, um, yeah. and then you can jump on. Yeah, I mean, it'd be. Probably from Nick Pope, depending on obviously how it goes midweek, but Nick Pope probably go up, I think it was 3.3. So if he goes up another 0.3, he'd be 3.6. Mm. So he's then going to be more expensive than Lloris, um, Mendy, I would say, depending on obviously midweek. Um, who else is there? Obviously more expensive. Than, I mean, Lloris and Mendy should be nearly in Champions League. So they literally do have two fixtures a week to everyone and Nick Pope. So if you've got a transfer there, I'd be making it. I'd be making it. Although it does seem like a cheat code and you could just leave him in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, fixtures are nice the fixtures are nice for Newcastle at the moment as well. So it's, if you have him, it's not essential to move off him, I suppose, if he's doing so well. But he might, then if the fixtures are turning a little bit nicer, he might not be going the... Um, Start on the awards then. Might not be making as yeah. many saves. Yeah. Just keep an eye just keep an eye on him, really. 
But yeah, if you've got him, you've done well, and you've got you've got the price rises, so yeah. you can move off eventually. Definitely, definitely. That Newcastle backline is doing all right for points. Right, Wadey. Another another bit of a cheat code here. Thiago Silva is really catching my eye. Despite the Chelsea lack of clean sheets, he seems to be a star man magnet. I know he's a little expensive, but is he worth jumping on? Um, so Thiago Silva, he's had star man in his last two games. Five out of six games, he's had seven or more ratings. Um, that's the same amount as Harry Kane and Haaland. He's 5.1 million. Um Having a, having a decent start, isn't he? Would you reckon them? Yeah, having a very good start. Uh, but 5.1 million is a lot of money, I think, for an ageing centre-back. I know he's he's a star man, like rating player, does well. But you can get Fafana for 2.9 million, who plays beside him. Kukurea, 3 million. And then you've got, like... Um, Obviously, James is only 0.6 more, if you can get to him. I'd rather have James, because he's a star man magnet as well. Um, and he might miss a few games as well, because there's double game weeks coming up every week now. And he's an old man now, 38. So, depends how uh, fit he can stay. Did it, did it hurt then saying Fafana? Fuck off, Fafana. Yeah, that was a long drawn out saga, wasn't it? Yeah. Should have been done months ago. Months ago. We reckon James, Thiago Silva. Uh totally agree, totally agree with what Ben said. Um and I would also question is he gonna continue getting Star Man Awards? Um mm. unless there has well, there is there are some there is some talk that the rating systems have, have completely changed this year. Um with the hidden algorithm and stuff, but is he gonna get? Is he gonna keep getting star man awards? I, I, you would think perhaps when Chelsea um, open up a bit more, get get more, a, a bit more fluid in attack, perhaps when Aubameyang comes in there, um, <laughs> you know, I would I would uh, think the star man award would normally go to the players that score in the goals uh, and yeah. f- further up the pitch, so. But saying that, we have seen some weird ratings and stuff this year. So if if that continues, I would be surprised. But um, I would expect Star Man Awards to be further up the field. Yeah, yeah. I think it's seeming like I don't know tackles won or duels won, um, saves made. I think they seem to be quite doing quite well to bumping people's ratings up by the looks of it. Um, it's not the clean sheets that are doing it, is it? Certainly right. not, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, a couple of questions about Kevin De Bruyne. Um, always a hot topic throughout the season, De Bruyne. Um, I haven't got De Bruyne. This is Aman26, sorry. I haven't got De Bruyne in my team, but are there any other City midfielders he could target, which is the best besides KDB? Um, ben. Well, the best City midfielder is not a midfielder. It's Cancelo. I think <laughs> he's the next best one after uh, De Bruyne. Um, I've I've got him in quite a few teams, um, and I just like him because he gets the clean sheet points as well. 
seems to be a seven rating monster and uh, scored the other week as well. So hopefully he'll get a few more goals. Um, but if you did want to pick a Man City midfielder, probably value value for money is probably Gundogan for me. He's only 4.4 million. He'll probably go down if he don't score this week in the Champions League. So you might be able to get him for around 4.2 or something. Yeah. He's got 3.5 uh, points per game so far. But yeah, there's, there's probably better looking at other midfielders that are cheaper in other teams. What do you think, yeah. James? I think Gundawank is the best option. Um, <laughs> uh, for for yeah, I mean he's getting he's getting decent game time. He's captain now. He's 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 making those runs forward, assuming Pep allows him to do that based on his tactics. Um, I suppose Mares might come into his own now that Champions League's back. He's done absolutely mm-hmm. nothing in yeah. um, in August. Um, he was my differential pick, and he got me zero points. But uh, <laughs> at least he didn't get me minus one, which was um, what Fergie got with his pick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, he was a bit unlucky. He picked Matip. Matip shipped a goal and then got injured. So um, Mares was 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 a worse pick, I think, because he was actually starting and he still got nothing. <laughs> or he's yeah, getting he some minutes. Start, not starting. Um, yeah, so it would be interesting to see if Mahrez does come back into the into our thoughts now the Champions League's back. But I, I can't touch him. I know we always have this conversation, but I'm not touching him until I see some see some evidence of that. Yeah, I've got Gundor down. Uh, my differential pick this month, Gundogan. Um, but say he's, he's uh, finding some very good positions, finds himself up in and around the box. Um, he had he had last season he had that great goal scoring run for yep. the season before, um, but yeah he, he's playing in positions where he's probably got the ability to go on one of them little runs again. So I brought him into a, a couple of sides, um, and I've picked him on the differential. So that that's one I'd be going for, I'm on. Um, especially as like, City probably don't know they look like they could could be. Um, a bit of a machine again this year. Um, so loading up on a few City players is probably a, quite a wise idea uh, to try and spread out your chances of picking up any other holes, especially if they start battering a few teams. So yeah, um, the next one on KDB. Um, that's not on KDB, but <laughs> DT Patrick. Judging from what you've seen so far, what would be your best guesses for the Premier League top six final positions? James. Well, I think we're all going to have the same one at number one, aren't we? That's City. Um, It's really difficult to to pick this year. Um, I've I've rearranged the the other five several times. Um, I've got Spurs as number two, uh, Liverpool as number three. Arsenal is four, Chelsea is five, and United is sixth. Yeah, I've got Chelsea and United fifth and sixth. How about you, Ben? I've got Man City, Liverpool, Spurs, Chelsea, Man U, Arsenal. Oh. Oh. Big fall to for Arsenal. To be fair, Arsenal though. haven't really faced anyone t- t- until yeah, today. And my... the first real test they have, they yeah. fall over. They That's look good, though. Yeah, I, d- but... 
They did look good. They played yeah. some good stuff last night. Very unlucky, I reckon. They were a bit unlucky, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Seemed to just... Them, them moments just went against them. <laughs> See, Mike? I went City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Spurs, Chelsea, United. That's our picks, Patrick. So we've um, all got um, uh, Chelsea and United as fifth and sixth, have we? I think. No, I've got four. Ah, I think I think they're going to click at some point. Well, okay. we've been waiting for the last four or five years, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> I just think Fafan is a great signing for them. And uh, obviously, Obama Young coming back, Sterling. I just think they're going to be good. Oh, Chelsea. I thought you were about United. No, I'm about Chelsea. I think oh, right. Chelsea are finishing the top four. Right, yeah. Abamyang. Mm. Abamyang. That's a strange one for me. Strange one. Because he looked off it at Arsenal before he left. Yeah. Um, Doing all right at Barcelona, though, didn't he? How old is he now? About 32. 32. Mm. I'll Google it. <laughs> yeah. i got a feeling he yes. might be 33. Um, he's 33. 33. Yeah. Desperate for a number nine, weren't they? And then but most of his time at Yang at Arsenal spent wide left, didn't he? Yeah, like a left forward, weren't he? Um yeah. he got eleven goals in thirteen starts at Barcelona last year. It's not bad, is it? It's not bad. It's not the Premier League though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a. Uh, it, it, it could go either way, that signing, I suppose. Um, but he was desperate for a few more options up top, having to play Havertz through there, or Sterling. So He's got to be playing the actual number nine, hasn't he? Because they you um, think so. You would think Sterling's best position is the, is on the left of the front three, yeah. which 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 has also got <laughs> competition there from um, Pulisic. Um so yeah, surely Aubameyang's going to play through the middle. Um, it doesn't make any sense to do anything else, does it? Maybe Havertz on the other side. Yeah. Hmm. Four and a half million in Dream Team. He attempted. I'm tempted hey. when he comes back from injury. <laughs> but he's got a broken jaw, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Baseball bat into the into from a, someone trying to rob his house or something, wasn't it? <sighs> Not nice, Terrible. is it? Terrible. Yeah. It's no wonder he wanted to come back. You know, things happening like that. Right. Coles 1993. Judging this season, do you guys agree with me and think VAR is an absolute disgrace? Um, there's been quite a few incidents this weekend, especially. Because there's been quite a few over since it since it came in, to be fair. But um yeah, what do you reckon? What do you reckon, Ben? Is it a disgrace? VAR is is it it looks like it's gonna Ah, it's just an, I don't know. It's just shocking, absolute shocking. What are they watching? These referees <laughs> don't have a fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> don't hold back now. <laughs> yeah, I think they've got to. I think they've got to get get an angle on it, and they've got to go to um, the way, like, say, cricket and tennis uses it. They've got to go to the manager has two, two or three challenges in a game. And it's up to him. If the ref doesn't pull up on somebody, he thinks he's got something wrong. There's a big buzzer. Boom! There's a big klaxon goes <laughs> off in the stadium. They stop the game, and and they and they have a look at it. I mean, there's going to be something where rather than it get involved in every single little thing, like 
I mean, how far do you want to take the game game back to where you've made a fucking mistake over a, a slight little challenge that were actually, or the, did the ball actually go out for a throw in there? Mm. Whose throw was it? Like you could you could just rewind it for however long. Uh, it's it's frustrating, especially when you're on the uh, on the, the receiving end of a really mm. dodgy one. Like a few clubs have this uh, this weekend. Um, West Ham, Newcastle, Leeds, Villa to an extent as well. They blew the whistle for the the Coutinho swung one into the top corner, barring in. There's been quite a few incidents where, yeah, it's just it's just getting too involved, too involved. You should be left for the fundamental errors, not not little bits of stuff sticking its nose in here, there, and everywhere, isn't it? Well, I think the problem is that they have, in these cases, it has gone to VAR, and they've still cocked up the decision. Um, that, <laughs> that's that's it, the worst, yeah. isn't it? That yeah. when they still can't get it right, um, or they send the ref over and he looks at it, and he's he's like, well, I daren't. If they if they've asked me to look at it, that probably means I fucked up. Um, yeah. So I better go with what they say. Although. In one of the games earlier today, I think one of the one of the refs said, "No, I'm going with going with my original decision," and that's the first time that's happened. I think so. Um, perhaps perhaps a few more of the refs will, will grow a pair, and um, if VAR do something stupid and say, uh, "You know, it's a penalty and it's not," then they'll just grow a pair and actually go with their original decision, especially if they've looked at the bloody monitor. Yeah, that's it. Um, how can they still get these things wrong? It's crazy. <clears throat> I think they feel the pressure when they go into that monitor, don't they? Like you say, it's yeah. never they never get over they never they always get overturned. Sorry, when they when they turn up to that monitor, right? No one's willing to just stick to their original decision, even if they might be stood there thinking, "Well, no, I think I've got it right." They still feel the pressure. So, and of course, far as completely missed a few. Um, so what was that Romero um, um, was pulling Cucurella's hair and nothing it did, didn't <laughs> nothing happened um, that was a crazy one that he should have been sent off for that but yeah yeah, yeah. I think the, the the ref must the VAR ref must have been asleep or something that's it please more <laughs> coffee right from that we're on to Matt Woolley's question as we go into the European matches on the back of a transfer window where English clubs have appeared in a different planet to almost everyone else, completely outspent everybody, haven't they? Um, are you expecting English clubs to be more dominant and European matches to provide increasingly bigger holes? And how many non-European players do you have in your teams? And how quickly are you aiming to get rid? James? Yeah, I think the Premier League is getting stronger and stronger. Um there's so much more money in the, in the Premier League at the moment than there is anywhere else. And e- even the big Spanish sites don't seem to be... Well, we know what's at Barcelona. They, they're they a law unto themselves, aren't they? But they're, they're struggling with money, although they do seem to be managing to uh, pull some levers or whatever they're doing to get a few players in. <laughs> um, I mean, a few years ago, the likes of someone like Haaland wouldn't have come to the Premier League. He would have, he would have gone to Real Madrid. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think we're getting stronger and stronger, and I don't see that changing, to be honest. And I think I think it will be a bit more, even more one sided than than it has been. There's been a number of years recently, hasn't there, where we've had almost we've had three sides in the, 
get to the semi-final stage of uh, yeah. leagues and stuff like that. You know, you get the odd year where, where there's not many but or none, but it's generally it will be dominated by English sides, and I don't see that changing. Yeah, Ben. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, I think uh, you'll get the usual Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, Barcelona, maybe an Italian club, but yeah, it's, I think it's going to be PSG and do- Messi. Yeah, PSG. Going to dominate. I think we're going to dominate the group stages anyway, so there'll be plenty of goals in there for us to get clean sheets and stuff. So, yeah. Want to be jumping on Champions League teams. Yeah, definitely. And just to the second part of the question, um, I completely agree with both what you both said. Um, the amount of non-European players, I've got three, out of all ten of my sides, I've got three non-European players. One's Nick Pope in one of my sides. One's Sanchez at Brighton, and one's Meslier at Leeds. Um, so just the three. <laughs> what about you, James? Yeah. I've got a couple of Sanchez's and and a, and a Martinez, and that's about it. Ben? Yeah, I've got three. Uh, yeah, I've got uh, two. Sorry, two Meslier's in my two worst teams. <laughs> oh, I think that means to get rid of them. Yeah. Time to get rid. Yeah, it's looking likely. Um, not 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 uh, not many uh, places to go from Meslier now. Who is the? Well, Ariola might get European games. That's true. Clean sheets. True. Right, Lee Hooper's question. Or two questions. Question one: What do you make of the ratings this year? Been some bizarre stuff going on. Bournemouth defenders and keepers getting sevens in a nine-nil loss, and Forest defenders an eight in a six-nil loss. Um, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go on to the ratings first, James. What do you think of that? Well, yeah, I mean it's bizarre. Um, at least last year, it, it seemed there seemed to be a pattern, and we we all kind of it had been fairly consistent for a few years, and you you could almost if you watched a game, you could almost predict roughly what they get um mm. but this year some it's some weird ratings like how can you lose nine nil and get the defender <laughs> and get a seven rating it it seems to be i think well we've mentioned this before perhaps they've changed it so that it's more based on an individual's performance in terms of their number of tackles and blocks that's yeah. the only logical explanation i can come up with i don't like it um Certainly, if they gave us some clue, they don't have to tell us the exact secret algorithm or whatever, but they should have given us a heads up or something just to say we've changed the, we've broadly changed it this way. Because at the moment, yeah. you're looking at the ratings going, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, it, it would ring true. <laughs> and then, then Bournemouth defenders probably had a lot of defending to do in that 9 0 loss. And if they're not going to deduct, um, match rating or a percentage of the match rating for goals conceded or a match result or whatever it might be if they're just gonna gonna keep putting the rating up every time they block a ball make a challenge um successfully ahead summer i mean they got peppered all game uh, they, they're gonna get be getting higher ratings aren't they i think that's what they're doing because we're seeing a lot of keepers getting star man awards even when they haven't won the game and they've conceded yeah. goals it, that's the only explanation I can come up with so perhaps we should be looking at players that are, are going to get whooped every week <laughs> or, or have to d- 
to do a hell of a lot of defending. Uh, it, it's weird. I, I don't like it. I, I I might actually see if I can message who scored and just say, look, you know, can you explain this? Because it would be nice to get some insight or some confirmation into the fact that they have changed it. It's it's definitely changed. Yeah. No, I mean, don't, don't forget, obviously, who scored um, like the rating system. It's probably they're not they're not doing their ratings for for the for Dream Team specifically. Do you know what I mean? They've no. got their own site and their own like little awards and team of the weeks and stuff that they do. So if they're uh, doing their ratings for a player and how he has performed in that game, rather than uh, yeah, they've lost nine 0 so he definitely doesn't get that rating because someone might get three points on. On Dream Team, mm. it's not like that, is it? So maybe they have just tweaked it to favour themselves and not really thought about the um, impact it would have on the game. Like last year, if, or for the last few years, if you got, if you got, if you scored a hat trick, you definitely get a ten rating, right? Yeah. Harland only got eight point five five. I know he come off early, but he still should have been up nine something, you know. And so yeah. who scored a hat trick? Oh, Tony scored a hat trick, and he only got nine point nine nine. Didn't get the uh, the full rating. So it's, it's yeah. definitely. They, but they like to put out the team of the week on their website and stuff like that. You'd think they want the ratings to be up a bit more to how it was before last year. Like, could you imagine if one of them Bournemouth defenders sneaked in with a seven point four? Sneaked yeah. into team at week after being drugged nine nil. <laughs> it's crazy. That'd have been hilarious. But Nico Williams, he got eight point zero four after his team just got uh, beat six nil at Man City. So did he not get into the team of the week? I think he did. Yeah. After being beat six nil. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've seen man. it actually. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean that's just laughable, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. To be fair, he, uh, I've watched Nico a couple of times now this season. He does look bloody good. Um, oh, he's, he's very, doing all the right things, yeah. Fantastic crossing ability. Um, but yeah, self st- I still not. I don't. Still, it's no excuse for changing these ratings. It's but how bizarre. can he get an eight rating after a six 0 defeat, and then Sessignon plays like he did at the weekend, and he only got six point nine six. It's just ridiculous. He's not conceding he was, enough goals, is he? He was involved with the goal as well. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, we get one we need to keep an eye on, don't we? See what, yeah. what's happening. Like you say, we can get in touch with who scored and see if we can get a response of them and see if they have tweaked their algorithm and whether they give us any clue as to what they've what they're starting to base it off. But yeah, I mean, if I'd like to see that with that Williams. Nico Williams in team at week after being beat six 0 off City. I mean that's just crazy. Crazy. He's a defender. His jobs, how, how many tackles he's made and how well he's going forward. His jobs to defend, and they've conceded six. You're not getting a team at week there, but he shouldn't be anyway. Question two from Lee Hooper. The game seems so open right now with maybe only Highland absolutely essential. We feel like City will win the league by a long way and could go close to winning everything. Is it time to start to load up on the City? Um, James, <laughs> um, tricky one. I mean, Harland is essential, obviously. No, there's no question about that. Um, 
KDB is a fantastic option, as is Cancelo. The rest of them, um, are, like I said earlier, I mean, Gundogan's looking good. Uh, the defence, you don't know who's going to be starting alongside Diaz um, each week. Um, even Diaz has not played every game, although they've had a lot of injuries and swapping and changes. It's not it's not settled enough there for me to, mm. to plump for any other players outside of Cancelo, KDB, Haaland and uh, Gundogan for, for me. I, I just, um, there's not, I need to see a few more patterns and Pep's got such a big side to ch- choose from. It's really difficult to, to pick anyone else at the moment. Uh, Alvarez has looked good, but he's down as a striker. So that's the problem you've got there. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts, Ben? No, I completely agree with you. Um, it's just we don't know who's going to play every week in defence at the moment. Like you say, Cancelo's probably the best pick. Um, yeah, what do you think, Tone? It's tricky to hold up on them because they're so expensive. Yeah, the ones that are nailed are Diaz, Cancelo, De Bruyne. They're, they're expensive. Even Foden, who is getting a hell of a lot more minutes now, obviously with Grealish injury. Um, Foden, he's he's over five million as well. Um, Gundogan's a good shout, but to load up, I mean, yeah, it costs a lot of money. They, they've got that Akanji who's coming from from Dortmund, uh, so we don't know where he's going to fit in. Um, the, there's rumours Walker went off injured. Yeah, um, Ake came on. Ake yes. came on instead of him because if the other guy had come on, I think we'd all be cla- at three and a half million. We'd all be clambering. He'd yeah. be the next big thing, but uh, clearly he needs a bit more time to settle in. I, I imagine. So you got the the uh, other lad Gomez, um, Akanji. Obviously, Aki's back from injury. Laporte. I'm not too sure how far Laporte mm. is away, but then you got then you got Stones. Obviously, he's been playing alongside Diaz. Still, quite a bit of cash to to load up on them. Um, so unless you've got a, a couple of the, the Liverpool lads like the. Elliot and Carvalho, they'd have been the great enablers to probably allow you to load upon City, but mm. and now their game time looks a little bit under threat because of return people returning from injury like Thiago and Fabinho and, and the likes, and obviously Mel coming in. So it's yeah, nothing's settled right now, so it's not it's uh, one to keep an eye on, especially that back line of City. Right, Andy Barnett. Question on the five sub, five sub rule. I think medium to high value strikers and midfielders could lose out on points due to being taken off during a game they're winning. Their team is winning, as it seems the ratings take ages to increase above seven a lot of the time, unless you're losing six to seven nil. I also think defenders benefit by getting clean sheet points when they come on at the end of games. What do you guys think the pluses and minuses are of the five sub rule for players in different positions, and what would your advice be? To us, the amount of players who normally start on the bench normally should. How many? Sorry, let me let me rephrase that. What would your advice to us be on the amount of players who normally start on the bench? Normally, should we have them in our teams? A lot of normally's in there, and you confuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, um, yeah. How many? How many of the players that are just popping on, like, a bit like Sessegnon and Simicas? How many of them should we have in our team rather than? nailed on stars then 
Well, I've got uh, five Simicas in my teams now. Um, <laughs> I think I've got about eight Sessignons. Uh What else have I got? And a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Dallow could be one. Um, plays if he starts in the well, even if he comes off the bench in the Europa League, could be interesting. Uh, Kulisevsky could get minutes off the bench uh, in Europe or could start. And obviously, he's in an attacking team. Same with Carvalho and Elliot, they could get goals or assists. Um. Yeah, is there anybody else I've missed, James? I can't think of anyone else that um, is a sort of guaranteed player, to, almost guaranteed to come on to yeah. sweep up a clean sheet or something like that. I'm yeah. still waiting for Doherty to come come off the bench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> if he does, that's a good price two point four. Um, I was chatting to a Spurs friend of mine. Um, mm-hmm in the week and uh, he thinks Doherty is way down the pecking order which really? is completely against what Conte was saying in pre-season and I, if, yeah. I, if I'd have spoken to this Spurs fan before I turned my teams I wouldn't have started with uh, yeah. four or five Doherty's because I was convinced that he was going to start and come on but or come on you know and do well yeah at least come on but mm. um, yeah yeah uh, no, I can't think of anyone else at the moment. The wing backs, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Wing backs, defenders, like people like coming on to shore things up. I think Arsenal brought Rob Holding another week, didn't they? Like just as an example, like this, this, there's a lot of people that are just coming on, um, especially just to like nullify the game and kill the game off. Um, how many you should have? Oh, I don't think there's a magic number. I don't think there's a magic number, but you can't go wrong with a few Sessignons and a Delor, Dalor. I would um, say you probably only want a couple of those in your side because they're they're going to be cheap players because otherwise you wouldn't do it with them. Um, yeah. And uh, there aren't that many cheap players that are in that position. So I would say two, three, and maybe three at a push if somebody else comes to light that we haven't thought of and that starts happening with yeah I think as well Andy I think with your first point um, I think you've answered your your own question uh, about the medium to high value strikers and midfielders that are losing out on the seven ratings and other things because if the teams are going two or three up you're going to see them come off and they they probably will miss out on ratings it's a very good point it does seem to they seem to be being quite snidey to the uh, forward players uh, so far with the ratings. Um, a little bit more um, lenient, should we say, to the defenders that are conceding. And it's one one we need to keep an eye out and monitor for the next next few weeks and try and get our heads around this new new rating system. Um, yeah, it is. It's a de- it's a good point in your ears, Andy. Uh, there will be some big players missing out on whether it's Starman. Whether they, obviously they've scored a couple of goals and they're on like an eight rating, they're coming off at sixty minutes, sixty-five minutes, and you've got somebody who's making quite a few tackles. Next thing you know, you've got a centre half winning the star man, even though your man who's uh, won the game is sat on the bench now. Uh, that's yeah, we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to try and track that. 
Right, on to Luke. Um, Kane versus Jesus. Big price difference, but a big point difference by season's end, will it be? James. So I would expect Kane to get at least 50 points more than Jesus. Um, Kane's likely to play more European games and is on penalties. I mean, it could be so it could be 70, 80 points, but I would say a minute, somewhere between 50 and 80, I'd say. Yeah. I agree um, with you, mate. I think Kane's uh, definitely going to be on a lot more points than Jesus at the end of the season. What do you think, Tom? Yeah, he's, he's um, like you, like you rammed off with the Salah ones earlier about how they finish every mm. season. I mm. think Kane's got a very similar track record to Salah. I think he's been in the top two for the last three seasons, I think it is. Um, yeah, he's got the he's got the uh, history. His Uso, he's, he started the season really well at Arsenal. Like, yeah. like Kane, he's going to be playing 95% of the games. He's he's the main man. He's, he's, he's the big money signing. And, um, I don't know. I, I think it could be closer Close to what we think, but obviously Jesus doesn't have the penalties, which is a big factor. Um, yeah, interesting. But you never back against Kane. Kane will finish in top three scorers again this season. You you uh, uh, think he'll play in Europe then, Jesus? I'd like to think so. Yeah. I'm praying so because I think I can't look how many teams. One, two. I've only done him in. Only done him in four teams now, actually. So. I've got a couple of Martinelli's in there. Um, that's why I, I didn't want to make two... Uh, I know a lot of people did the Jesus to Nunes move, which could well pay dividends. I just wanted to see what Arsenal were doing in this first round this week. Yeah. Uh, in this first game, and see what they're going to do in Europe. If Jesus plays, he stays in my teams. If he if he's, looks like he's going to be rested in Europe, then I think there's then a case to move him on. Definitely, mm. because I, I might as well have Mitrovic or Ivan Tony in my team. Yeah, good point. It, it, do you know what I mean it's it, it's not we're not getting the fixture volume then? So and like I like say, we're going to play a fixture fixture volume. Right, John Cameron, which duo will get more points in September? Kane and Saka, or Jesus and Diaz? Diaz being the Liverpool Diaz. James. It's tricky on that. Um, I gave it a lot of thought. Um, I'm going to go for Kane and Saka because they're both on penalties. Plus, I think Jesus might get rotated in Europe. Yeah, Ben? Totally agree. Like you said about penalties, that's a big factor for me. Uh, I think that's that's the main one. Uh, Kane and Saka, definitely. Yeah, full house. Uh, Saka looked good as well today, actually. He looked quite quiet over the last few games, but... I'll say they look more dangerous today. Um, Flower Pop Man. Good evening, guys. Who the fuck doesn't own the Viking? Just end the pod with this. <laughs> um, um, what's he like? Well, where's the stats? <laughs> what, what's the percentage you own on Haaland? Uh, very, uh, very, very high, Tony. It's 69%. <laughs> so it's 31%. Don't own him. And obviously, I've struggled a little bit. And that's it for the questions. So we've ended on that. Well, we've got man, don't worry. Uh, yeah, if you haven't got Holland, you need to get him in. 
Have you got him in every team now, you two? Um, I think everyone but the one that's at the bottom, which yeah. was the Liverpool one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've got him in every team apart from one, and that is the team at the bottom. Uh, yeah. That's the same full house. I've got uh, Nunez in instead of Haaland in that one. My Liverpool team at the bottom. Exactly the same. Yeah. Exactly the same. I thought I'd do something different because it's quite far behind now. Yeah. That's it. you got to try and uh, think outside the box. Right, onto the league tables. And the Dream Team Tonic Cash League. Ben? Back from your own is really give this a read out the top ten mate. Yeah. Uh, right. In joint ninth place we have Andrew Haynes and Paul Kinman. Eighth place Jonathan Perrow. Seventh place Jonathan Perrow. Uh, sixth place Leo Reed. Fifth place Andy Kirkham. Third place Brian Gillen. Joint third place Stephen Bestwick. Second, Dan Bartlam, and first, Leo Reed. Good start. Two teams up there, Leo. Doing well. Same, Jonathan Perro. I think we're yeah, the first and second last week, I think. Um, some decent starts up there. It is all quite bunched. Um, we're not far off. I think we'll soon be reading one of our names out on there. Fingers crossed. Right, and James, the DT Tonic Patron League. Would you like to give that a read out, mate? I would be. It would be my pleasure, Tony. Uh, in tenth, we've got Lee Hooper. In joint eighth, we've got Barry McCormack and Martin Bratley. In joint sixth, we've got Steve Broughton and Patrick Bryson. In fifth, we've got Peter Franklin. Fourth, Brian Blackett. Third, Rick Lawrence. Second, Connor Tobin. Top of the shop, Jake Bevan. Yeah, Bevan. Great start, mate. Um, just while I remember as well, it's the um, game week five, so it's the money week um, in the cash league. So whoever finishes on Thursday evening with the highest score for the week, £50 will be winging its way to you. Um, I'll track you down on Twitter or if you uh, drop us a message, if you've joined via email or something like that and I can't find you. Um, yeah, give us a, give us a message. I'll hunt you down anyway. So good luck to whoever wins that. I'll just have a quick run through the top 1k ownership, James. Um, I'll flick through top 5 of them. Top 5 of one player in the top 1k. Yeah, so no surprise at all. Um, Erling Haaland at the top, 99.9%. Um, in second place, we've got... Trippier, 82, 82.2. Gabriel Jesus, 79. Kevin De Bruyne, 76. And Nick Pope, 72. One team. One team in the top 1K doesn't have a foul and we need to get that rectified. Right, most transfers in since uh, last week. Uh, some of the latest in, the top five players transferred in this weekend. Uh, Odegaard is up there at 51,000. Uh, no surprise after... His exploits so far this season, doing well. Haaland, 36,000 transfers in. Good move, people, good move. Sterling, 32,000 people transferred him in for his zero points this week so far. Pascal Gross, Brighton, 23,000 transfers in. 
ahead of a double game. We single for Brian. I think he got an assist today, did he? Ben? Yeah. yeah. We've promised not to mention an L word, so <laughs> we've done all right so far. So yeah. we won't, yeah, we won't we doing it now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and in fifth place, Saliba, uh, 21,000 transfers in. Uh, I think he got a minus two or minus three today, did he? I think I jumped off all my Salibas. Well, the Saliba's gone. We save yourself three points there. Um, right, latest outs, Ben. Who were, who were the ones that got kicked out? Oh, well, Zinchenko's top of it. Um, everyone thought he was injured. Yeah, controlled uh, us. Yeah, came back in today, but I think he got a minus two. So, not too bad. 32,000 people sold him. Salah, 26,500 people sold him. Uh, Son, what's happened to him this season? He's at uh, 25,900 people sold him. Goal disallowed and hit the crossbar this weekend. Yeah. It's coming, isn't it? it? As soon as he scores one, he goes on a little run. He always does it. Yeah, he does. Just keep your eye on that one. Uh, Kulisevsky, still 3.6 million. I think he's still quite good price. 16,700 sold him. And Jared Bowen, ahead of a lovely run of fixtures, 13,000 have sold him. What do you yeah. think of that then? Some big players there, isn't it? That could burn. Really could burn you. Salah, Son, Kulazewski and Bowen could have done some damage to you, to you this weekend, but no surprises, really. Uh, Zinchenko, obviously, the troll with his injury. Right, differential league. So, obviously, the first month's down. Um, I had first pick and it proved a fruitful one for me. Martinelli, 32 points, which has left me at the top. Fantastic. Um, Second place, Madison. You, Ben? You need. 16 points. The community, third place with Mount. You got him six points. James, you got your Mares, and he's not started <laughs> the season yet. Zero <laughs> points. Zero. And last but not least, Fergie with his Matic pick, who obviously had got the uh, minus one and got the injury. So the the, uh, the September pick order went and switched back around, obviously, because it goes to whoever's sat in. Last place and ascending. So, Fergie had first pick this, this month. He went for Inketia, um, saying that he hopes that he picks up a few hat tricks in Europe, was his words. Um, James, you had second pick. You went for Alvarez at City. If he gets a few more minutes, I can see, I can see him starting during the week um, yeah. in Europe. Um, the community, they voted for Bilva. Um, ben, obviously, you just touched on West Ham's fixtures. Your choice of Bowen for the month, yeah. And my choice is, is as mentioned earlier, Gundawang. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully, you can uh, keep keep the good start going. I hope um, he doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he don't now, anyway. Yeah, he see the funny side. I'm sure. Um, yeah, that's all for tonight. Um, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, if you want to join, join the family and uh, get more content and get involved with us more, join the Discord and, and uh, yeah, improve your game, as we say. 
head on over to patreon.com forward slash Dream Team Tonic. The link will be in the com- uh, the description below, as well as our Fancy Football Hub link. Uh, get yourself over there. Less than the price of a coffee. Get yourself plenty more Dream Team content. Uh, a great, great set of lads and, and ladies on there. Um, yeah, it's great to have you both back. I have the team back as three. Um, that's it. Now the summer holidays are over. It's uh, back to business. Back to business. It's been a slow start, but I'm sure we're gonna we're gonna smash it. So have a good evening, lads. Until next time. Cheers, boys. See you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.